the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. TJ Watt tied Michael Strahan's sack record this season, and he is going to be the Defensive Player of the Year, barring the fix being in for Micah Parsons. For Aaron Donald, for Miles Not Donald. Donald's out. Did you see that PFF named Aaron Donald their Defensive Player of the Year? Stop it. Did you not see that? They did not. They absolutely that, did. That's a Based total. on their metrics, PFF. That's a PFF move, though, because that's a we're smarter. Oh, it's than, such a PFF. We're move. smarter than everybody else. Move. PFF came out and I forget who was it from their site gave an in-depth analysis, like on a Twitter thread, saying why they had Garrett and Robert Quinn and Aaron Donald as better pass rushers this year than TJ Watt. Did they say because this will get us clicks for saying something super outlandish as a headline so they people will click on it? They left that out. Okay. But they were saying how effectively on the rush, like pressures per rush, Garrett and and Quinn and Donald were all better than TJ Watt. That's great. Why didn't they get home as many times? And so and so it was then wow, retort- their pressures then, per rush are so great. And then, and then it was, it was retorted back to them on PFF saying, "Oh my gosh, you're so right." Miles Garrett had to go up against Dan Moore Jr. twice this year. It was so unfair for Miles Garrett to get that matchup. So they had all these great pass rush win rates. Then why didn't they get home to the quarterback as much? Exactly. In, in more games than than TJ exactly. Watt had. He's the defensive player of the year. I don't care what PFF says to stir the pot and get people to talk about them. Yeah, think about it. But and, the real rewards are going to give it to him. I and mean, the games of which TJ Watt played 50% of the snaps or, or more, maybe it's something like 60, the Steelers went 9-2. and two. In the games where he didn't, they went, what, 0-5-1. and five and one. So the whole thing with it was... People were going to discredit him and be, it was the, oh, he missed so much time thing and the, oh, team didn't make the playoffs thing. Those were the two real things oh. that people were going to say, oh, blah, 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 you. Well, you kind of erase the you missed too much time thing when you break the single season or you tie the single season sack record. Uh, and, a little Freudian slip and you can we, pl- thought, we thought he was going to. Yeah, someone gave me some bad information on that. And then <laughs> you completely shattered the playoff one by making the playoffs. And where's Robert Quinn right now? And where's Miles Garrett right now? And I know Micah and Trevon Diggs are in the playoffs. Trevon Diggs does not deserve it. No, he's one of the worst corners in football, <laughs> which is absurd to say because so he's bad. 11 interceptions. But, yeah, he's one of the worst Not corners. only are they out of the playoffs, I'm pretty sure both of those teams finished under 500, the they Cleveland did. Browns and Chicago Bears. Comfortably for the Bears, in fact. But oh, yes. yeah. Well, we knew it was – you knew that Chicago was not finishing. Look, those all these three guys, Donald, Quinn, Garrett, great players. I take them on my team any day of the week, but it's just it, foolish. Are they to the s- reason their team is in the playoffs? Defending, like one of the two reasons their team is in the playoffs? I'll say this. I'll give you a take here. Okay. Miles Garrett's disappearance, whether it be due to injury or whatever, at the end of the year is a big reason why the Browns hindered fell, the fell Browns. Off. Yep. Yeah. I mean, especially but, especially in that Raiders game when but it here's was the thing. ugly and the Raiders won 16 to 14, you could have used a couple sacks from Here's the thing. One. Defensive player of the year, you step up and you elevate your game and you elevate your team into the playoffs once it comes down to the final weeks of the season. Like with three and a half sacks against the Browns, four sacks against the Browns in a game that you have to have. A big sack against the Ravens in a game that you have mm-hmm. to have. I love how you use the term elevate your play, though, because that's exactly where I wanted to go with this thing. He 
He is in TJ. 22 and a half sacks. No, I'm talking about TJ. 22 and a half sacks in the regular season. What's he going to do in the playoffs this time? Because, because you and I sitting great, here have as many great, career great. playoff sacks as TJ Watt does. Great point. And it's about time, right, to to step it up into the playoffs, and it's winning time. Like, we Does it talk- worry you at all that he had zero against the Chiefs through three weeks ago? I don't know if he was his full self against the Chiefs, but there is something that does worry me, and that's the fact that in his past four road games, he has one total sack. Yeah. Just one sack. He's got that one sack against the um Baltimore Ravens on week 18 didn't get a sack against the Chiefs didn't get a sack against the Vikings and then I believe it was the Chargers before that didn't get a sack against the Chargers or he, I think he missed the Chargers game but past four road games for TJ Watt was it the Bengals game one sack yeah. yep it's bad it's not good I mean it's worrisome that the there's a there's a home I was worried that there's a home and road TJ and earlier this year, there was not. He went on the road and got multiple sacks in games. He got a sack in the Bills game, a huge one there, strip sack. Multiple. One strip sack, multiple but sacks. it kind of has become a trend towards the end of the season is that in the road, he's just not been himself. Now, maybe that's just a coincidence and that injuries have lined up with those road games and he's been playing hurt in those games. But I think that definitely applies to the case against the Chiefs where I don't think he was 100%, but... It's concerning that when he doesn't have that full 65K Heinz Field terrible towel waving crowd behind him that he gets a little bit, you know, off. And I'm not saying that he needs the crowd. I'm just saying maybe there's a little uh, subconscious thing, gets a little extra juice when he's playing in that home stadium. So Good Morning Football laid out what needs to happen for the Steelers to win this game. And in that list, they included at least three sacks by T.J. Watt. I don't know, Tom, if even three sacks does that much. Well, he's going up against, what, a backup third-string right tackle? That's the thing is I don't know how much damage it can really do with the rest of the team. If if TJ can get to Patrick Mahomes, that's great. But on the times where he doesn't and Patrick Mahomes gets the ball to Tyreek or gets the ball to Kelsey, that could bring you a lot more than a TJ Watt sack. Yeah. TJ Watt, if TJ Watt can just whoop ass all day though and be in Mahomes' grill twenty four seven, yeah, it's the, so big because you can just drop so many back in coverage and just rush for. I mean, we saw how that worked for Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. Exactly, you just whoop ass up front, and you only have to rush three sometimes to get mm-hmm. some pressure on them. Now, I'd feel a lot more comfortable if it was the guys rushing were TJ Cam and a combination of Ty- Tyson or, or Stephon to it. Of course, that's not it. But still, if if it's Tyson, sorry, if it's TJ and Cam and one other guy, that's a pretty damn good pass rush. Oh, it's a phenomenal pass rush, and and that's just with those two guys. I don't even, I don't care who you rotate as the third. All the that's stuff, already an elite three man pass rush. All the stuff like you just referenced with Good Morning Football and, and Mike Persuda's had his seven things that you have to do. Like everybody's sure. got their things that the Steelers have to do to win the game. These are to me. Those are just seven things that you have to do to keep the game close. No, not just exactly. Not just one. That's why I said I don't even think three sacks. That's really what does like, it TJ. For you. Say everything Kyle Brandt laid out works. They get three sacks. They force two turnovers. They get a, a trick play successfully. Like 
all of that could work and you could still lose 27 to 24. Like it's not like a, you do this you win. It's a you do this you have a chance to win. Well, yeah, but because, the Chiefs still might pull it out. Because as much as it's been great to watch Ben Roethlisberger pull out wins this year. Oh my god. No, no mo- one does it better than Kansas City with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. If the Steelers somehow some way are up by 3 points heading into 4 minutes to go in the fourth quarter or even less, a minute and 30 left to go in the third. Like, there is no doubt, no matter where the Chiefs start, no matter how many timeouts they have, that he is not going to at least get Butker into range to kick a field goal. So, we 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 referenced in an earlier episode how Cam Sutton made two game-saving interceptions in the end zone, one against the Broncos and one against this past week against the Ravens. But who was who were the quarterbacks? It was Huntley Teddy Bridgewater and, Bridgewater. and, and, and Tyler Huntley. Teddy Touchdowns, who maybe be the Steelers quarterback next year. The, no, I'm just kidding. Patrick Mahomes is not either of those guys. Patrick Mahomes was probably better than both of those guys when he was in high school, maybe at college and A&M. But here's the thing. He went to Tech. But here's the oh, thing. he went to Texas Tech, right. Mahomes will throw up some risky biscuits. I mean, he will throw up some 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 really low percentage balls that he will turn into positive plays more than other quarterbacks. But you can get him. You can get you him can, to make a mistake. You can get, get him, him to make a mistake. And I think but, he'll, he'll, but at that point of the game, I don't think he's making a mistake. Probably not. We haven't seen him on a game-winning potential drive. Hasn't thrown a pick since week 15. Turn the ball over or make a mistake. or is So it, calendar where, turned where to winning drive time. Killer. Yeah. And ever since that Chargers OT win that he got, which he threw one pick in that game, and it was an ugly... There was a couple ugly throws in that game from Mahomes. But ever since then, it's been winning time for him, and he's been protecting the football like you have to do when it comes to winning time. And with the way his defense can take the ball away, too. I mean, that's just if you if you limit the times you're giving it to the other team, you're gonna get at least two or three extra possessions because of the way your defense can ball hawk. So if not just if not just the way that your defense can ball hawk, but the the likelihood that Ben Roethlisberger is gonna someone is over. gonna turn it over. If you can just protect the football and like you said, he's been showing that he can, especially of late. It's almost making yourself impossible to beat because you can't score enough points against the Chiefs. If you're the Steelers' offense, just going toe for toe, possession for possession, you need to steal a couple bonus possessions away from them, or else you have just no shot. And again, even if you do, it's, it's not, not a guaranteed, guaranteed win. win. It's a guaranteed yes. close game. Mm-hmm. No, With a I chance to win it at the end. One key that uh, Prasuda brought up on the the preview show last night was Steelers need to have the ball last. And I kind of do agree with that, whether it's from the context of they're down by some points and you get one. If I get Ben with the chance later in the to game drive. I'd be like F it who knows like right like he's been doing it all year he's done it his whole career I mean we never we didn't think we'd be in the game no we didn't think now that we're in the game that we'd be this in close. the game right and now we actually have a chance to if we somehow put the ball in the end zone in a minute and 45 seconds we win the game so if that happens then yeah I'm I'm, I'm interested or if they have the ball with like a minute 40 and they and need to get a first down and they're winning and they have the lead right to keep, salt just it keep away. the ball out of the hands of Patrick Mahomes if he has a the ball with any amount of time left on the clock and it's a one score game I think he's going to get the job done wow Patrick Mahomes I mean 
is what, oh, is what I'm okay, saying. Like, okay, that's okay. why I think it's so important for the okay. Steelers to either yeah, yeah, salt yeah. it away if they have the lead or put that finishing touchdown on the board. Okay, so you're 100% confident if Patrick Mahomes is the last to touch the ball and he needs to come they back score, and score. Whatever they need you're to score. You're 100% confident. Yeah. How confident are you percentage-wise that if Ben's in that same situation? 50-50. Really? Yeah. Okay. Just the age factor. Yeah, of course. And, and I mean, it's a it's a – We've, we know what this offense is, and we know what their defense is. And imagine Steelers down two, Steelers down three with a minute 40 left. Arrowhead is going to be shaking. The, the ground is going to sure. be opening up from underneath them. Uh, do you think if, it, if it's a field goal with a three-point margin that Boswell gets the yips because of it? Oh, no. See, I hope not. And well, he might, So here's my concern. Well, how long is the field goal? I don't know. That's a good point. If well, it's like a fifty-yarder and he misses there, it, I can't say it's There are so many yips. factors going into this. A, how long is the field goal? B, can the Steelers even get the ball into range? C, are they even going to be in the scenario where they need a field goal <laughs> to tie or win the game? Well, there, there you go. Okay, so how confident are you whether it's a field goal or a touchdown the Steelers need? Field goal versus a touchdown. Field goal all day, every day. You think they can get it? I think I'd more be more confident in the field goal range. Oh, well, 100%. Range. Yeah. But how confident are you if it's a four-point deficit that they can go down and score a touchdown? Not that confident. No. It drops from, like, 50% with a field goal to, like, maybe 20%. This team can get to the opponent's 40, the opponent's 30, I think. It's once you get down there, things get a little tight, and it's hard to really have the <laughs> offense We love that, Mike Tom Finish it off. It's my favorite quote of the year. Finish that drive-off has become harder and harder for the Steelers, but... If it's a 50-yard field goal and Boswell misses it at Arrowhead, I'm not going to put that on the yips, and he got nervous. If it's like a 23-yard chip shot and he just shanks it, then I'd be like, did the Arrowhead get to him? But I don't think that's going to happen because I think he's as cool of a customer you get not named Justin Tucker. He he missed a couple down the stretch, like from week 13 to 15 to 16. Well, it was nails against the Ravens, and he nailed all those ones. You're right. Same with the Titans. Same with the Browns. When it counted, he got the Steelers. I mean, he's one of the biggest reasons the Steelers are in the playoffs right now. He's 100%. his toe has won them many games. You want to talk this about year. team MVPs? Chris, ba- if if TJ is one and Najee is two, Ben may be three. Boswell better be fourth at the lowest. His foot. You can't give it to a kicker in general. Just his foot. We'll sure. give it to his right foot. That's what Boswell. I don't want to look at your face, Chris Boswell. Just give me your foot. Something about your face, man. Just, <laughs> uh, there's nothing you can do, but just you're doing a great you're doing a great job, though. But just seriously, <laughs> something about that face. Uh, looking at the offensive side of things for the Steelers and how you attack this Chiefs defense. This Chiefs defense gives up a ton of yardage. I mean, on the ground, through the air, you can put up yards and move the ball on them. It's finishing off drives and protecting the football. That's the biggest problem. They don't give up many points, about 21 points per game, which is completely not what you'd expect when you see the output of yardage that they give up. I mean, they're bottom 10 in the league in rush defense and pass defense, but they're somehow giving up the eighth fewest amount of points per game. And a lot of that has to do with the turnovers. You can't, if you're the Steelers, drive down the field and get to the Chiefs 20, get into the red zone, and then throw an interception to the Honey Badger or stall out and kick field goals. You you can't kick field goals when you have momentum in this game. You you have to score touchdowns against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And I think the main thing is because there's no chance to even be in the game without your own defense forcing turnovers, mm-hmm. you have to capitalize on the turnovers that you get from your defense. Oof. You can't 
get the ball and just go three and out and punt it right back. You can't get the ball and That's stall out concern, and have Boswell Tom. kick a field goal. you got to put the stake in their heart, and Mahomes turns it over. That's seven points that you just cost yourself, Patrick. And he'll probably still overcome those seven points, yeah. but at least make it a mountain for him to climb. Here's the thing. If you want to get a turnover, get it early in the drives, right? Because we've seen throughout the year, even as the Steelers have done a better job at forcing turnovers, creating turnovers, we see what they've done with, with the ball once they take it away. And they score on you every time. No, I'm saying the Steelers. Oh, the Steelers. Uh, well, here's the thing. On the Chiefs' side, they're going to score on you every time you turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just like a cobra. They strike. That's what you need. You need that mentality. You need to make them pay for it. So, it's... And they won't. <laughs> they and, will they, and they will not do it. But that's that's the key. That's the form, one of the keys. Absolutely, but... That's my concern, Tom, is the fact that Kansas City can get a turnover on, you know, the Steelers' goal line if, if it's a goal-to-go situation or on the 20, and the Chiefs have to go 80 yards to score a touchdown. <laughs> They're going to score. I have more confidence, and I don't think this is crazy for me to say, I have more confidence in the Chiefs getting the ball via a turnover on the 20-yard line going 80 yards to score than I do on the Steelers doing so on the 20-yard line, but the opposite and having only 20 yards to go and not scoring. Yeah, 100%. I think Madden's brought this point up, too. If the Chiefs get four turnovers, or if the Chiefs turn the ball over four times, the Steelers Steelers turn the ball over two times, the Chiefs will score more points off of their two turnovers, and the Steelers will score total off of their four. You brought that up in a previous episode, and I said, I'll go one further than Mark. I'll say four to one turnover ratio. They'll score a touchdown. The Steelers will kick two field goals and punt the ball twice or turn the ball back over twice, something like that. Yeah, it's something that's huge is they have to capitalize on that another big factor you got to have the receiving core step up mm-hmm. and are they going to get a little reinforced so here? it's taken us a little while to get to this but maybe because there's a lot of uncertainty left but could the return of juju mm. actually make a difference yeah. i think that's oh, yeah. the question oh i think if he can you play think so? if he can play and he's uh, Effective and healthy, yeah. I think it does make a huge difference. It's just another weapon that you can utilize in the middle of the field. It's a target that you know Ben likes and trusts. Um, and I honestly think that a lot of those targets that you see Ray Ray McLeod getting goes away because I think Juju Smith-Schuster will be out there more and he'll be getting a lot more of the targets. Here's my concern. With the Steelers being so so eager to give the ball to Ray Ray McLeod, do they just stick with that and say – Okay, Juju, it's great that you're back, but we've been going with Ray Ray the past couple of weeks, and it's it hasn't worked sometimes, but it's worked other times, and we like it when it works. I don't know if it really if you see that big of a presence by Juju just because of how much they've tried to work in Ray Ray McLeod. Now maybe it's because they were so much higher on Ray Ray than they were on James Washington, and it's no doubt that they'd be higher on on Juju over both of those guys, and maybe you do see some. Targets taken away from Ray Ray and given to Juju, but there is the possibility where Matt Canada just does what Matt Canada wants and gives the ball to Ray Ray. I don't think he's going to play. You don't think Juju's going to play? I don't think he's going to play. I wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers give him a helmet, though, and have him dress and put have him on the, the sidelines. Yeah. And I think Tomlin saying that there is a chance in the press conference this week was kind of a little gamesmanship, too, just so the Chiefs maybe have a little something extra to think about. Um, but I also heard a report that he's healthy. And it's not just a matter. It's just a matter of you know you haven't played football in a couple months. Here's, but Brent, it's the last game of the year. You can't hold <laughs> anything back. I would throw him out there even if he hasn't played football in five months. Here's and, and the just, reason where I think he's not like fully ready to go. 
is if he was fully ready to go and capable of playing, I would have heard it from Juju himself, right? On oh, Twitter, tweet. on I'm Instagram. Back. You would have heard it from, you know, like Maria and the Sound of Music belting in the mountains, echoing throughout the valleys. Fireworks that, and parades down the street. Exactly. You would have heard it all over. Maybe he's turned over a new leaf in his age. Oh, okay. Maybe he's keeping okay. things quiet. Okay. I mean, I, that's why I think that he's he's probably not going to go out there, is that I would have heard it from the source himself that he's going to But not it. only did you just... But dra- maybe, maybe it just hasn't happened yet. Well, maybe not... And yeah, maybe he's waiting for Saturday or something like that. Mm-hmm. But maybe dr- dressing... Not only helps, you know, as far as giving the Chiefs something to think about. He's one of the most loved guys in that locker room. Sure. Brings a ton of energy. So he is know, a leader. He walks in with that helmet on and those pads on on the sidelines. You maybe you get a little extra juice, you know, rushing through the. Maybe Deontay and Chase start to feel themselves a little bit more. Like, so uh, maybe the energy he could bring would be something. And th- every, like my groin hurts more than TJ Watts because of all the <laughs> stretching we've done this week to try to figure out a way that the Steelers can actually. Stay in off. this ball game or win not this just pull ball off the game. win, but at least make it competitive. But I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be opposed to putting one of the fifty-three man on Juju in this game. Just, yeah, just I'd, as I'd a, have no problem. Just as a motivational me. ploy, as a strategy ploy to try to trick Andy Reid. Even though I don't know if that's ever possibly going to happen. He's a great coach in his own right, just like Tomlin. But. Anything you could grasp. Would you, at would you take away James Washington? James Washington. Like that's helmet? the question, right? Is who would you put down right. to keep him up? And I would because of Ray Ray's return game and the yeah. fact that Ray Ray gets more targets than James Washington anyway. I mean, really quickly, that return he had on that punt. Without that, his return game against the Ravens was one of the bigger factors that they won. Without that pr- punt return, that thirty-yard punt return to bring him to the fifty-yard line, you're not scoring on that drive like you did because of it. And I think a, I'm not saying take away Ray Ray's helmet. No, I think it's James Washington who would be the odd man out, and the helmet you'd have to take away in order to give Juju one. And it'd be has a risk. Cody White been getting a helmet the last couple I don't of know. weeks? I don't think so. It'd be a if ri- he if he has been, that's fine with me. Take away his helmet. It would be a risk though with that because even though he hasn't played a lot, James right. has played some. So and then Juju, you're only limiting yourself if Juju doesn't play to Ray Ray. Deontay and Chase. Yeah, so if Juju is only there as a give me a helmet, I can't really go. Has Kevin Rader been getting a helmet? I think they have been giving the three tight ends. I'm okay with, because Gentry's really stepped up, taking away Raiders and giving it to Juju. Giving it to Juju. I don't know if Raider has been getting a helmet, though, because of the way Gentry's been playing. It's been just the Firemouth and Gentry show on that side. It does get a little complicated. You have to make the right decision. If Juju can give you four or five plays, I think it becomes a lot easier because that's pretty much what James Washington has been giving you anyway. All right, well, then the question moves to again, how effective can he be in those four to five plays? Again, too, if he's healthy, if it's a, if the doc clears him to go... He'll, and, he'll, he'll get a helmet. But that's just the thing, though. Like If they don't put him in there, and they even if he gets a helmet and he doesn't play because, oh, he's not been up to football speed... I just think that's dumb. I, I think you to, just to let him play. I, no, to not let him oh, play. Okay, if he's yeah, able yeah, to, if yeah. He doesn't. If he's if he's healthy, if he's not going to hurt himself anymore, if his rehab's done and it's just a matter of getting back to game speed, I'm, I'm sorry. I know you might look dumb on a couple plays because you're not at game speed, but we gotta we gotta try everything here, and this is just another weapon that we can use in an offense that is so sorely needing any kind of contribution from any 
weapons, especially that receiving core. But say Juju can't go and he doesn't get a helmet and he's not playing. Chase and Deontay, man, you guys got to step up big time in this game. And Deontay, looking at you, you have really kind of sputtered down the stretch here. And it all started in this stadium. So little redemption time. It started for you. Your downhill slide started in Arrowhead. Let's get back on that horse in Arrowhead as well. Absolutely. You need a game like the Ravens game in early December from Deontay if you really want a chance on offense. I know we said it, it, the offense kind of runs through Najee and, and his success is, is key, but I think also equally, in, in this game specifically, when you do feel like such the, such an underdog, you have to have everyone who can't step up to actually step up. And if Deontay has another pedestrian game, I, th- I, I, I think there are other contributing factors, but if he doesn't help, then you're really kind of screwed because you have... You're basically left with just Najee Harris and, and what Ben can do uh, left in the passing game without Deontay. I would like to see a little Joe Flacco offense, too. Just bomb it to Chase Claypool. Mm. Try to get some pass interference calls. See, that's the thing is that I don't get why Chase Claypool has had this kind of a sophomore slump. We know he scored, what, 11 touchdowns, 9 receiving, 2 rushing last year. But a big factor to his game and to his credit last year was his ability to draw the penalties he's on base. He's balls. too big. He's bigger than every defense. He just back. hasn't done it. And not only has he not done it, he's drawn the penalties himself. Yeah. Something he's he's been better at these last couple of weeks. But re- I don't get why that stopped. Listen, his stat sheet wasn't explosive against the Ravens, but I think the Ravens game was one of his best games of the year. Mm-hmm. He was quiet on the field. He threw a really key block against oh, uh, defensive absolutely. back on Najee's game. Not run. only that, but... To, to get the block, but to actually be aware that, oh, Najee's running be- or about to run past me. It's on, it's, it's on yep, him. 100%. He, he recognized I have to run parallel with him. Yep. And he was the leading rusher for the team in that game. Yeah. And honestly, I wouldn't hate taking a little bit of, I mean, he's done it a lot already in his own right, but taking a little bit more from the Kyle Shanahan, Debo Samuel playbook and run the ball with Chase Claypool. Just he's a huge body. It worked last week. Have him move get, but, have him get outside with the ball in his hand and have him take DBs one on one. He's as long as he's not a, he's a wimp stronger, about it, he'll he's be able to He's stronger than beat most them. guys and he can't be faster too. Yeah. And I I think I would really like to see a lot of those balls in Chase's hands from the backfield because it's a lot easier to get it in his hands than when he has to catch it apparently down the field. But also throw the ball up deep to him. Have him try to make those combat catches and, you know, have him put a little arm on the the defender to try to draw a penalty. And I think you'll get at least one or two pass interference penalties drawn against you. But I, I wouldn't be opposed to flacoing this this thing to death and just trying to throw up a deep ball with no intention of him catching it and scoring. But just but trying to draw of At least trying to get a pass interference or just an incomplete pass. So... And if it gets picked off, guess what? It's as good as a punt. It's a punt, exactly. Yeah, so I, I think that's something that they should. And that's a turnover you can live with. Yeah, because then the Chiefs will start at their own twenty or their own. Like 10. they would have on a punt, and they're they're, and still they're gonna going to score anyway. <laughs> but at least it's not you know, oh they only have to run two plays in order to score because eh, they're at the Steelers twenty. But I throw it up a lot to Chase Claypool in this game. I'd use Fryermuth a lot, and. Fine with and Gentry. And I'd live in hope that Juju somehow finds a way to get on the field yeah. and can actually play because I, I do think he'd help a lot. Yeah, I think Juju's presence can help, but a lot of 12-man personnel, you know, give Najee Harris as much protection as you can on that offensive line, especially if it's going to be Fryermuth and Gentry helping out there. I mean, 
And, no it's, one, and it's going to be Haas at center. Yeah. Right? I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no one loves what what is what does he call him six twelve Zach Gentry? Then no one loves him more than Craig Wolfley. And I think it's not only because of his abilities as a as a pass catcher, but you have a guy who's as big as Gentry that can help you a lot on the offensive line. Oh, no question. And yeah, I agree. You got to get as much beef up front as you can because the Chiefs actually give up. It's towards the top of the league as far as rushing yards from a running back before contact. So you can get into the second level against this Chiefs team mm-hmm. as long as your offensive line right. actually gets Has the push. push. So that remains to be seen. But I will say this, ever since Clem left and ever since Haas has kind of slipped into that center spot permanently, been better as far as creating some space for Najee. Ravens game aside, the Ravens have a really strong rush defense, though. I, I think they were able to pick their way through that running the ball as best as they probably possibly could, sure. especially with Najee being banged up. That'll do it for this episode of the Steelers Standard. Steelers Chiefs at 8.15 p.m. Sunday night at Arrowhead Stadium. Winner moves on to the divisional round. Loser goes home from the playoffs and starts prepping for the draft. For Jacob Recht, I'm Tom Opperman. As always, we appreciate you guys giving us a listen, and we'll talk to you next time.